You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Babe, wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire. Woo, woo. Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion. Pew, pew. I guess I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Or... Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. Or do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of touch. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. Hey, this is Sugar Shane coming at you with another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth. How you doing? Billy Dees. I'm doing real good. Hey, I'm doing real good. I hope everyone that is listening is doing very well. I want to apologize for last week. Monday night, didn't have a show because I sat down and got the computer opened up. Had it opened up a half hour, 40 minutes probably before we had to go on the air, but it didn't set an update, so I said, all right, we'll do the update. Well, I didn't have a choice. I had to do the update. Right. So I go to do the update, and son of a bitch, man. It took like 1 o'clock in the morning for that update on that computer was over with. Oh, man. Yeah, it was ridiculous, man. God, I ain't never seen a damn thing go that slow. And then uh, Thursday, well, she's doing better now. She's supposed to get out tomorrow, last I heard. she uh, Christina's baba, my mother-in-law, was uh, put in the hospital due to breathing issues and things. So she's doing better now. Still, I'm sure it's going to be a recovery and keep an eye on everything and whatnot but well we're we're certainly pulling for her right and uh i'm still a little bit under the weather if you hear a little nasally whatever i've got a little head cold i'm fighting that's about over with but i still got the head congestion whatever going on so took huck to the doctor for his leg He's walking fine now. They said they took looked at the x-ray. They didn't see like a big drastic difference, you know, to where they could tell what it was yet. So we got to back, go back October the 12th. And they go, as he calls it, take another picture of his leg. Uh, right. he, he was looking at it in the room, and he goes, is that my bones? Because <laughs> he didn't know he, his, his picture of his x-ray of his legs. That was the first time oh. I think he'd actually saw it. And uh, so they're going to go back, check on that. Hopefully he stays okay. Yeah, man. But, uh, and Mike Holyco that I mentioned on the show today, the other night, his wife had to go back to the hospital today, so keep her. and had to take her to ER. So keep her in your thoughts and prayers. I'm hoping she's okay. I know, uh, all right. I know he needs her to be all right. Uh, hope everybody today that enjoyed the eclipse, uh, I didn't really care much about it. I mean, I've seen one, you know, and I'm not against it. You know, I'm all four sides and all, but it was. It here it wasn't really a total eclipse 
Right, I, right. Because, I mean, it looked just down there late daylight, even the whole day, even when it was supposed to be at its peak. But yeah. uh, uh, there was a lot of people out on the streets, man. I had to go to the DMV right after work, and that was at 2. So it's, you know, going strong. 2.30 was going to be the peak, 2.32, whatever. So right. I'm going, going to the DMV, and I'm like, man, I hope this place ain't packed. Man, they wasn't a damn soul at the DMV, man. Tell you what, you ever get your license plate needed around your birthday, that's a damn time to go, because they wasn't a soul up in that joint. I walked in, I walked up to the counter, as soon as I got in line, I said, next, I said, holy shit. I walked up, I said, I know when to come to the damn DMV now. They said, what? I said, well, there's an eclipse, show up. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I mean, the nursing home had like a big old picnic going on out front, man, with the eclipse and everything. And right. Which I'm hoping everybody was safe. I hope I don't have anybody with any bleeding eyes today. You know, everybody didn't use the glasses and whatnot. Right. But for you that don't realize how big of a deal this was, the United States economy today, because of where apparently they were out of work or people wouldn't shop it or yada, 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 $694 million was lost in the United States today economically because of the eclipse. Right. Well, you, you, you could say some of those um, southern communities probably did very well. With all oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nashville, I think, was expected like 50,000 people. Yeah to show up for this eclipse yeah it's uh, south carolina had quite a bit too yeah i'm sure they did well as far as you know they probably won't tell today but in the next week or so they'll see how well they did <coughs> with tourism and you know food whatnot people bought while they were there you know saw the eclipse today t-shirts they sold whatever all that I'm sure they made a ton of money but uh, yeah uh, and i'm not you know i'm not knocking the eclipse it was cool you know it's uh you know I'm not knocking it, but I was figured up on the phone today, just to put it in perspective for those of you that think, and I know we wouldn't go this slow, but just for those of you that wonder why we haven't been to these galaxies and these galaxies and that galaxy, it's 94 million miles to the sun. So I got on the phone, I said, if I got a car that could fly, and I could do 100 miles an hour consistently without stopping, how long would it take for me to get to the sun? It takes 107 years to get to the sun doing 100 miles. I know we do more than 100 miles an hour if you want to, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, that's putting it in perspective that even if we went a whole lot faster to get to these other galaxies that are billions of miles away, it's going to take a while. It wouldn't happen like, you know, in a few years we'll be at another planet or whatever. So I was just thinking about putting that in perspective. 107, 107 years at 100. I mean, even if you did 200 miles an hour, you're looking at 50 years just to get to the sun. Yeah, well, it takes it takes light, and light is pretty damn fast. It takes right. light eight minutes. So the sun in the sky is actually the sun that existed eight minutes ago. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. They say at night when you look at some of the stars at night, some of those stars don't even exist anymore. Yeah, it could be. They've, sure. they've already they've already burned out. The lights just now getting to Earth. Yeah. From other, you know, from way out, they don't ever ex- they don't even exist. So, uh, just to want to put well, you know what's what's interesting about that is if you could find a way to find the light from Earth. For example, if you were some unimaginable distance from the Earth, and you were using your telescope and you found Earth. 
Okay, right. and you actually could look down. You had a, you had a real powerful telescope, and you could actually get to the surface on a clear day, presuming that there weren't clouds wherever it was that you were looking. You could actually find dinosaurs down there. You know, you because that light is still going out there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's amazing. You know, it's 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 amazing. It is. Yeah. It's in in a way, it's uh, it's time traveling. Right, going back in time, and uh, and on, on a on a different scale, all of the radio transmissions and everything that we've done are all heading out to space. So it could be that some civilization that's way out there is hearing 1930s radio programs, and yeah. as far as they know, yeah, that's what's happening now, as far as they're concerned. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there's Great. people that are, there's people that you know not, we laugh about it, joke about it, but there's aliens if they could pick up signals, they may be now watching brand new episodes of I Love Lucy. Sure, absolutely. To, the, to them, yeah. Yep. But for us, have been off the air for years. Yeah. Unless it be reruns. So yeah, people. Yeah, it, it's feasible. And uh, if they got a sense of humor, they'll love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I love that show. That show's awesome. But, uh, well, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon, it will not be posted on Facebook. If you see it, it'll only be on my YouTube channel because I'm going to share it, but it will be on Twitter because I'm going to share it to Twitter to two different people. Going to try my first hand shot at this shooting my monologue deal. Uh, hopefully my nose is cleared up by then. I'm going to run some side of stuff and all that between now and then. But, uh, (laughs) I'd hate to sound like this trying to do this, but uh, it's a scene from a Gary Cooper movie that I'm doing. Okay. And, uh, I don't know if you ever, I can't even remember the exact name where he plays uh, Longfellow Deeds, Deeds Longfellow, or whatever it is. That, uh, it's a scene where he's in the courtroom, and he's talking about they're trying to accuse him of being messed up because he likes to play the tuba. Well, he plays the tuba to think, and he starts t- pointing out everybody else's issues of what they do to think including the judge and the lawyers and all that in the courtroom. And I'm actually doing that scene. I've seen the movie, but it's been a long time ago, and I haven't watched this scene since I printed out this monologue because I don't want it to influence me. I'm going to do it my own way. So going to give it a shot, see what it looks like. So, And uh, got a couple. I'm going to try to start doing those one about a week just to bug the hell out of people. What the heck? Like I said, okay. you don't know if you don't try. I guess what the number one song on iTunes today was? I have no idea. Body Tyler's song, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> that was the most, though. I don't know. I guess they were sitting around at picnics playing that song or whatnot, whatever they was doing it. But that was the song. And, that old, and that old, I guess it was Twitter, too. But a lot of Facebook people were all talking about that movie Eclipse from the Twilight Saga, making jokes about it and whatnot. Which, I mean, I could make a joke about that movie series anytime you want because it sucks. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you like it? I, I don't. I don't believe I ever. Oh, okay. Ever, well, ever, ever checked him out? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll put it this way: if you could get through the first one and semi enjoy it, go ahead and see the other four. What I think it is. Don't bother waste your time on it if you can't get through the first one. I only watched it because Christina watches stuff that I watch. So, out of respect to her, I told her I'd watch each movie at least once if I liked it or not. So I have seen each movie once. 
at a piece of wood here now and then when she's watching them. Other than that, I don't watch the movies. They're like, Ugh. the acting is so bar none shit, man. It ain't even funny. I mean, the movies could have been. I'm not saying that I, that the movies could have been because the plot's weird anyway. Right. But I think if they would have had the right actors and better directors, I think the movies could have been a hell of a lot better than what they were. From what I've heard about the books, and I haven't read the books, but from what I've heard about the books, if they would have done it, they could have went a whole lot better route than what they did. Now, they made a lot of money. I mean, I'm not saying, if you're going to put it on a monetary scale, they were blockbuster hits. Oh, absolutely, sure. Simply because all these young kids and whatnot had went and seen the, had read the books, so they went and seen the movies. But that just because a movie is a blockbuster hit, in my mind, doesn't make it a great movie. Oh, no. Because Pulp Fiction hardly made anything in the theater compared to what other movies have made that mm. year. And, it's, and to me, it was one of the best movies of the year. So, Oh, it's fantastic, sure. Oh, oh, you like Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah! We got oh. something in common. I, didn't know, I know we're so different on movies. I didn't know if you'd like that or not. Holy shit! Yeah, Pulp Fiction is yeah. one of my top five movies, best favorite movies of all time. I mean, it's like... Phenomenal. Well, I like I like Quentin Tarantino most of the time. He's done some things that I haven't liked, but for the most part, right? It, I, I, if you if you know like um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and all those movies, yeah, those movies heavily influenced him, and you right. can tell when you watch his movies, especially the Inglorious Bastards. I believe it was. There's a big homage in there to the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I mean, in the way that the some some of the shots were done. You know, so, I haven't uh, seen that yet. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly? No, the, no I've seen that. The Inglorious Bastards. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've got to check that out. But uh, I'm not too much on, on storylines that have revisionist history. Right. But, uh, so that that's where I, in my opinion, if you're going to make a story, even if it's a fictional story around historical events, you should stay true to those historical events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And it, it bends that, so that's the only reason. That's the only reason that wasn't one of my favorite movies, but very well done, as all this stuff are. I um, I, I can't remember the name of, of the movie. Well, the one of the more recent ones he did, where they're all trapped in that cabin during a snowstorm. The, the hateful eight. I I, I like that. I did. I loved it. You did or didn't <laughs> like it? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that movie, man. I mean, I absolutely... To me, it was like a Western version of Pulp Fiction, almost, to me. Yeah. It was so damn good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked that one, too. My favorites by him was Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, I like. Yeah. And and I love The Hateful Eight. And I like Django. I like Django. Django's one of my favorites. But, uh, yeah, that damn Hateful Eight was awesome, man. It was an awesome movie. Yeah, you had the one scene with uh, Kurt Russell getting sick there. It was a little bit out there. But, hey, it just did what it is. And then, uh, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, his one scene, it was a little bit threw me off. But, hey, it was still good. It was still a very good movie. Yeah. But, anyway, we'll get into the topics here. I could talk movies all day. Charlottesville. Uh, yeah. I know that's old news, but I didn't. I was going to talk about it no, last week. They're still week. talking about it, sure. But uh, I know there's different takes on it. My takes probably going to be different from a lot of people's take. I'm from the South, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm for the monuments being up and raising the rebel flags and shit like that. Because quite frankly, I don't give a shit. I'll just right. be honest. I'm not oversensitive either direction. 
I don't give a damn if you tear them all down, burn all the damn Confederate flags. I don't give a damn if you leave them up. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm not oversensitive one direction or the other. I don't give a shit. It doesn't affect my life one way or the other. I don't get up in the morning and look at a statue of Robert E. Lee and think, holy shit, I hope the South don't rise again. You know, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't affect me like that. Because I know the way our government's set up, the chances of that shit ever happening again are probably about damn slim and none. So, I don't see that ever happening again. And, uh, and the South's never going to rise again. That shit's never going to happen. And these people that want to be redneck hillbillies that think, oh, South's going to rise again, you full of shit. It's never going to happen. There'll never be a succeeding from the Union like there was in 1861. Never will ever fucking happen again. And I've heard people talk about a huge race war that's going to break out in the country one day. People have gotten stored up damn guns and shit. I've heard about rednecks that do that. I hate to tell you, that's not ever going to happen either. There may be hate groups that start shit in the streets. There may be spurs of this and spurs of that. But as far as the overall war of African-Americans taking on fucking whites or African-Americans and Hispanics taking on whites and shit like that, it's never, ever going to happen. And I'll tell you why. Because a vast majority of us in this country have one thing in common when it comes to shit like that. Common fucking sense. The ones that want to get out and do that shit, yeah, they don't have common sense. They're going to go out and do dumb shit. But people like me, people like Billy that got good sense, we're not going to go out in the street and have guns to fight damn people just for the hell of it. Because of skin tone. I totally agree with that. And uh, I want to make sure you're done, and then I'll, I'll add oh, one more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I will go back okay. and forth. Go ahead. What I don't like about all of this is whether it be white supremacists on, on the one hand or the Antifa people on the other end and anything in between, all these radical groups, okay, these are, are by and large ideologies that are a century old. And they do not represent, like you said, they do not represent the rest of us. Now, I don't care how many thousands upon thousands of them there are, even if there's a million of them. And in a country of 330 million people, right? the vast majority of, of us get up in the morning and, and we do our best to get through the day. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it, you know? We either take care of our families or we're worried about our jobs or we're worried about ourselves or whatever, whatever is going on that you have to do, whatever you have to deal with to get through the day and just enjoy life as best you can is what most of us want. And I don't believe that the vast majority of people want to stand in the way of anybody else doing the same thing. Right. And what I don't like about these these protests, and it doesn't matter what side of the ideological spectrum they're coming from is, is this seems to be the formula. Okay. Somebody decides to have some kind of a protest and stir a bunch of whole stuff, a bunch of stuff up. And then the counter protest comes out and then all these people come out. If you, if you check out the pictures of these protests, all, almost everybody's holding up a cell phone, trying, trying to get the latest viral video. And then yeah. <laughs> certain members of the certain members of, of the regular media, 
are, are all out there because they want to lead with the six o'clock news of somebody getting their ass drugged down the street or carrying, you know, hitting somebody on the head with some flagpole. And what this does is it feeds the myth that there is all this division and hatred throughout the country. Now, I'm not saying it's not a problem because it most certainly is. And there's a lot of subjects that we should be publicly debating. There's absolutely 100% true. But the nature of what's been happening the last couple of years is one side decides to raise some hell. Another side decides to, you know, counteract that and raise some hell too and it becomes this media spectacle where everybody is is vying for attention on the camera and these things just get they drive our discussions they're they're like the most important thing in the world that's happening right now and in the meantime the rest of us are worried about health care right we're worried about our you know kids the getting a good education yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying here again, I'm not in any way, shape, or form minimizing those problems, but they are getting sensationalized. They are becoming the forefront of what's happening. And and I'm not much of a conspiracy theory person. I'm not I'm not but there, there 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 is an element of of truth to what I'm about to say. There's an old saying among noblemen. Okay, and, and what that is is if the poor become too much of a problem, we can always convince half of them to kill the other half. Yeah. And and while we are sensationalizing these stories and we're fighting over how many crumbs I have as opposed to how many crumbs you have, the top richest percent of not only the people in this country and around the world are just raking it in. There was a, a study here about – a year or two ago, that 40% of this so-called economic recovery that's been going on now, 40% of it, almost half, is going to the top 1%. Yep. While we're arguing over how many crumbs you have and how many crumbs I have. Yep. And that's, that's what I don't like about the focus and the sensationalism around these protests. Well... I agree with you. As I pointed about, as far as part of uh, everybody try to get up and do their only their everyday routine of life, that's true because we live in a society today that, and I'm not saying that these things matter because they don't, but most people are that way because they're they're too busy worried about their old shit getting through life to worry about all this other shit. You know, they're self-absorbed, not self-absorbed selfish-wise, but they're trying to get their own, you know, like you said, get up out of bed, get through the day, that type of thing. They don't have time to worry about all this other shit. Right. I don't have time to worry about all this other shit. Give me a cause that's worth, I mean, if you come knocking on my door a month ago and said, hey, what do you want to do if think about this Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville? I'd be like, I don't give a flying fuck. Right. I'd have said the same thing today as a year ago. Ten years ago, as I would right now, I don't give a shit. What I want you to do is figure out what you can do to help our economy. How about helping us out, like you said, with health insurance? Get public education that's worth a shit. I'm afraid to even send my kids to it. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you. I haven't even decided what I'm going to do about that yet. I don't know yet. I mean, I'm trying to figure. I've heard somebody, when we were talking the other day, about a good homeschool program. I don't know yet. 
because I really don't like public education because of the safety issues for what? Oh, I, I'm totally with you. We had a school teacher. I posted that on Facebook. I didn't tell nobody, though, that knows me. People that know me know it, but that school that got shot, Lithia Springs, that's my county where I lived at in Georgia. Right. It's a community right south side of Douglasville. I lived in Douglas okay. County. Douglasville's there, and then right next to Douglasville in the same county is Lithia Springs, Lithia Springs High School. We used to put Alexander, the school I went to, played Lithia Springs High School. Okay. And the teacher shot himself. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So I'm afraid to send my kids to public education. And and, and the safety issues, unless something really drastic changes, ain't going to get no fucking better. But it's not going to wake up one morning and everybody just fix its damn self. And then also, I'm worried about what are they going to teach? What the hell are they going to teach? They've gotten so goddamn drastic on fucking math now. They teach shit math in the fucking 6th, 7th, 8th grade now. They don't need to be taught at that damn age, if at all. To you, to me, some of that shit they teach don't need to be taught unless you're in going into that field, but whatever the case may be. But then they're taking shit out of history or twisting the shit. History might not be important to some people, but it is to me. Because to me, you learn from history. Or else you're doomed to repeat it. Right. And they're just chopping it all to hell. There's people out there still think Christopher Columbus is like a goddamn Jesus Christ superstar. Best motherfucker ever come over on a goddamn boat. And I'm like, he wasn't that damn great, dude. He was actually a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and they still pop him up in 1492, whatever that fucking song is, thrown over the ship, cold fucking blue, or whatever the hell that damn song is. They still pop it all up in the damn school systems. That just blows my mind. Yep. And we're worried about this shit that don't need to be worried about. I mean, and what really gets under my crawl, whether it be a southerner, that's a Nazi or a white supremacist, or it be an African American. News flash: Your ass wasn't fucking alive during the Civil Goddamn War. You can't fucking relate to either goddamn side of it. You can tell me all you want. Oh, I know my ancestors. Okay, that's your ancestors. That ain't got a fucking thing to do with you. I don't care if you're a southerner and my ancestors owned the farm and got the plantation and we owned slaves or whatever the case. I don't care if it's you or if you're the African-American talking about you had great-great-great-grandparents with slaves. I don't give a fuck if it's you. Your ass didn't fucking suffer because your ass wasn't fucking there. Half these motherfuckers nowadays don't even know what it was like to be in segregation. 18-year-old fucking kids out in the goddamn street protesting the fucking Civil War and how it affected them. How the fuck did it affect you? Please tell me. Send me a goddamn tweet and tell me how the fuck it, tw- it affected you. Now, if you want to tell me about what a cop did to you when you got pulled over and he seemed to be a little bit more harsher to you because you had a different skin tone, I might buy that because that does happen in this country. 
But if you want to tell me some shit about the Civil War affecting you, let me tell you, I got three, I got some words for that, and that's just this. You're full of shit. And I don't give a fuck if anybody likes it or not, because I'm a straight goddamn shooter, and that's just the way the fuck it is. Any fucker that can look at me straight in the goddamn face and tell me that their lives have been affected by the Civil War, you're going to be lucky if I don't even fucking bust out goddamn laughing. I'm from the South. I don't know shit about what my ancestors did during the Civil War. I don't know who owned what because, for one thing, I've never looked at my family tree and never gave a flying shit what went up it. I don't give a fuck if my great-great-great-granddaddy was Andrew Jackson. Because it don't affect me a damn bit. And I'm going to borrow a thing Pat Morrow put on fucking Facebook that I thought was good. If you're so goddamn oversensitive about these motherfucking statues, well, won't you just go ahead and give me all your $20 bills because that was a motherfucking slave owner on that son of a bitch. I'll make sure I dispose of them son of a bitches. I'll be glad. I, I, I guarantee you, there ain't nobody lines up to get rid of them motherfuckers. Well, I, I, in essence, I get what you're saying about the past, and we can certainly, certainly cannot be responsible for what our ancestors were up to. No, I can't help what they did. I mean, I, I don't know what no, my ancestors no, did. Mine, I, I, I uh, on my mother's side, they're recent immigrants, uh, one or two generations back. Now, my dad's side goes back kind of far, and as a matter of fact, my great grandfather. Fought for the North in the Civil War. He fought for an Ohio regiment, and um, you know he he fought for Lincoln. Cool, cool. And yeah, I mean that's a. I, I'm very proud of that. Oh, I would be too. He fought on a but good it, side, but it, it, I, I can't take credit for it. Right. So I, I I get what I get where you're coming from, but by the same token, I can tell you that the remnants of the Civil War and what happened after the Civil War with the Reconstruction. And one of the things that, that Lincoln was concerned about after the emancipation was what's going to happen with education, what's going to happen with poverty and, and all these other things when these people aren't you know, assimilated into the mainstream of the economy and the mainstream of society. And he was right. Now, of course, he ended up getting assassinated, which, which, which in my opinion is one of the worst things that ever happened to this country. Oh, I agree. And he's one guy that I believe lives up to the legend because a lot of the things that he predicted about a, a, they didn't call it guerrilla warfare at that time. But what he was concerned about was fighting the South in the hills for another 50 years. Yeah. Okay. And he was concerned about pockets of poverty. He was concerned about what was the, the South at that time, the, the education system was already bad. Oh, yeah. And he, he was very concerned about what was going to happen to former slaves and all that. And, and here we are 100 years later, and he was so right. He was so right. I think he's quite possibly the greatest president who ever lived. Well, my, my point is, though, is that everything that he predicted, all, all the things that he was worried about after the Civil War, we're still dealing with yeah. in some on some level. And, and we do have that indirect connection to the past with what happened after that, because 
You know, it's amazing to me. A lot of the things that he wanted in the 1860s didn't happen until the 1960s. Yeah. It took a century for that to, to come around. I mean, and so, I mean, I, I do believe we are a product of our history in that regard. Well, and I we think, are connected to it. I think we are, you know, I realized, you know, like a, like a pebble in a lake, you have a ripple effect. Things go down through time or whatever and i know that you know we're still reaping maybe some percussions of repercussions of whatever happened then possibly whatever what i'm saying is for someone to look at me and personally tell me that they're sorrowful or in pain for something that happened in a civil war that they weren't even around i could not buy because they they have no they have nothing to even utter, to even measure it to. Yeah, they have no concept of it. I have no concept of it. I've seen Roots, and I'm not. That's not a joke when I say that. I've seen Roots. I like the movie Roots, and there's scenes in that movie that still stir me and make me feel like, what the fuck was wrong with these people back then? You know. But still, and yet, unless I could get me a time machine. And take my ass back to 1862 or whatever, the year about B, 61 through 65, or even beforehand for that matter. Unless I could go back to that moment, I can't relate. Because I wasn't there. I can only tell what history has said. History says, yes, it was a bad time. History tells me that, yes, the South done some stupid shit. And history tells me that we were some bad people in the way that we treated other people. But the Union did the same fucking thing as soon as the damn South was over with. If you want to know the goddamn truth of it all. As soon as the Civil War was over with, they went and started going for the fucking Indians. So it just went full circle. If you study the history there. We've did the emancipation, set the, set the, got the slaves free, we were trying to do better. But as soon as it was all over with, the, the armies started pushing the Indians out. So there we were. We didn't learn from history. Are we going to start tearing down Indian statues? But I'm not saying that we, I'm not saying to glorify, and I don't give a damn if you remove them or not. Like I said, I don't give a shit. History's not going to be forgotten. It's always going to be here. It doesn't make a damn what you tear down, what you burn up. It don't make a fuck. It's always going to be here. Hitler, anybody, Hitler in 500 years will still be remembered. He'll be remembered as an A1 asshole, but he'll still be remembered. Doesn't matter what they tear down, what they put up. You can't erase it. I'm not saying to embrace it, but you can't erase it. So I just think it's time that we all move on as a nation and say that was a bad fucking time. I hate it happened. Learn from it. And let's don't do the shit anymore. 
Let's don't be in hate. Let's don't have division. We're, we're fighting a civil war amongst ourselves, and we're so damn stupid we don't even see it. We're worried about North versus the South back in 1800s. And right here in the 2017, we got poverty versus the fucking rich. There's a civil war we could fucking worry about. You say, oh, we ain't shooting nobody. Yeah, but there's also war on paperwork. There's war in the White House that ain't fucking helping us any. How about that war? Civil war don't have to be black versus white or north versus south. We're fighting a civil war in this country already, and so many goddamn people are worried about one as long time ago, they don't even see the ones we are fighting. Worry about your kids not growing up to be fucking drug addicts. There's a war. That's where the war on fucking drugs. There's a civil war we need to worry about. I'll give you that one. I mean, this is stupid. Give me something that I need to be concerned about. Then I may be out there with you. But this shit, I'm not going to be out there on that damn street getting shot at and beat up on by some fucking Swatska wearing motherfucker. I don't give a shit about him and he probably don't give a shit about me. But I'm not going to be out there arguing with the fucker over some sense that don't mount a goddamn hill of beans to me. You know, here again, if we would just ignore those people, you know, there's been yeah. times in the past. There's been times in the past when. I've been approached by various groups. They hand me a leaflet or whatever. And, you know, in an hour or so, they're gone. And when we turn, like I said earlier, when we turn these things into spectacles, you know, there's a spectacle for everybody with their with their phone videotaping. It's a spectacle for the local media. It's a spectacle for the national media a lot of times. And, you know, it, it's all kinds of excitement that you can sell on the 6 o'clock news. Yeah. But it's it's stuff that most people are not involved in. It's and here again, I'm not saying we should ignore it. I'm not saying that we should minimize it or keep tabs on it. But it is sensationalized. It's used as a mechanism to sell excitement, to to be a part of the next viral video, to be a part of make sure we get the ratings for the next 24 hour news cycle. You know, that's the, that's the thing that's happening right now that I feel is very unhealthy. Right. Yeah, that's true. But the thing about it is, look at what we got for... I'm not saying that you should follow anybody. I don't give a fuck if it's the President of the United States. I'm not going to necessarily agree with every damn thing he says. But here we got a President up there talking. And his idea to help encourage people about terrorism is to talk about General John Black Jack, some asshole from back in the early 20th century. That supposedly, which this is not true, they say historically they can't prove it. The way he fought terrorism was to take 50 bullets and dip them in pig blood and shoot. He had 50 people lined up that were terrorists. He shot 40 out of but told the last one to leave and go tell the other people how we handle terrorism. This is what he told in a fucking speech. I didn't get a good chance to vet that story, is so I'm, I'm not too. I'm, I'm not sure I can yeah, comment on it. He told this in the speech. It come to find out the whole fucking story ain't even can't be historically proven that it ever even fucking happened. Hmm. And even if it did happen, let's say for sake of 
argument's sake, that he got the whole story, which I doubt, because I don't know if he's done that since he's been in office. But if he got the whole story 100% accurate, no flaws anywhere, how the fuck do you get up and tell people shit like that? When you just had Charlottesville last week, we had violence in the damn streets. You had Barcelona this week, which they caught that asshole. Shot him. But you had Barcelona this week, too, and you had Charlottesville last week, and you're going to get up there in a speech at a podium and talk about dipping bullets and fucking pig blood and shooting 49 out of 50 people. Combating terrorism. I tell you, man, I just really... Longer this term goes along, I just ain't crazy about this cat, man, at all. At all. I just don't. I don't know where he's headed. I don't know if he knows where he's headed. I don't know if, if he even knows how to get his ass out of his his head out of his ass in the morning. I mean, well, I here again. I I, I want to be very clear. I am not. A partisan i don't necessarily support or not support no hey, uh, but just objectively speaking he does he, he is getting unfairly treated in, in some cases by the media I okay agree. because here again they want to sensationalize everything he does i agree and it's creating this impression that all these crazy things are coming out all the time and, and quite frankly that's very much media driven that doesn't necessarily mean they're lying or it's fake news but they don't lead with positive stuff. They don't right. lead with any, you know, it's it's always what crazy thing can we talk about to get our, our panel discussion going here. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it when it was done to Obama. I didn't like oh. it when it was done to Hillary Clinton. You know, I, did, I don't, that type of journalism has really started to grow the last 10 years. And it's doing us a lot of harm. Well, uh, it's like I said on what uh, podcast. I need to have a talk with Joe Friday. Just the facts. That's what we Absolutely. need. Just the facts. We don't Absolutely. need them. And it's like we talked about the other week uh, when North Korea was threatening uh, Guab. When you looked on, I look. I do most of my news from listening to videos now. Most of the time, I do read some, but most of the time it's through other stuff. But when you'd go to Fox and you'd watch the YouTube videos, you'd get one side. Then you go to CNN, you'd get the end of the world side. You know, everything was a whole damn different story, one way or the other. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's like and you can tell there is. I mean, I'll be honest with you. My favorite source of news right now, outside of I like Rutgers, Rutgers. And mm-hmm. I like uh, BBC. I love BBC News because you very rarely hear about a uh, a biased news report from BBC. Okay. Hardly ever. I could go to BBC on the YouTube channel, and I can listen to it. They could even be talking about the president. And if it's something bad, they tell you it's why it's bad and everything else. And if it's something good, they, I mean, I've never really – it's nothing like CNN and Fox or New York Times. You don't want to waste your time going there either. New York Times is one of the worst. And I love New York, but that damn newspaper I wouldn't want to work for if I saved my life. But I can't even read the paper. Because I know it's liberal to the extreme from the front page all the way to the back. I wouldn't be surprised if the obituary didn't have nothing but liberal people that died in it. <laughs> I mean, it's 
so goddamn liberal. I'm not lying, man. It's that damn liberal. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, even CNN ain't as bad as damn New York Times. I mean, New York Times is the worst. I have to give Donald Trump truth on that one. When he says that it's bad, it is bad. It is one of the worst papers in the world, in the United States especially, that you can fucking read. I mean, it is so extreme. There is nothing in there. You will not find one conservative point of view. And if you do, it's probably followed up by somebody tearing up a new ass. It's an extreme liberal. I mean, it is that liberal. Uh-huh. But, well, it's about time for us to get off here. I had a few more things, but we got into that Charlottesville, and I like getting into that kind of shit, so it was good. But in closing, I just want to say this, you know. I'm not saying to forget the past, because everybody should learn from the past. Doesn't matter who you are. Past in your own life, not just current events of the world or whatever the case may be. In your own life, if there's something you've done you didn't like, fix it, and then what? Move on. You can't live in the past no matter what aspect you're coming from. It doesn't matter. If I lived in my past, holy shit, I don't know where the fuck I'd be. I don't want to go back there. No. I want to keep moving. I don't want to go back to where I was. And uh, love one another. It doesn't matter about color, race, creed, sexuality, or sexual orientation, or whatever the fuck it is. It don't matter. We all bleed red at the end of the day, and there ain't no damn matter about all that. All that matters is your character. That's all that matters is your character. And if you got the right right character, you'll be respected by those that fucking matter. You got anything, Billy? I'm good, man. All right, bud. Well, we'll be back Thursday night, 11 o'clock. Y'all have a good one. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust technology to keep your job on track job site delivery to save you time and bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money when you've got a job we're on the job the home depot more saving more doing babe wake up babe oh no the room's on fire it's uh, an alien invasion pew pew I guess I'll just eat this Egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an Egg McMuffin or a Sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer or combo meal? Limited time offer. Single item at regular price.